0: Warning: This episode may contain explicit language and spoilers from the entire
1: series. What's up, guys? Hello, Welcome to everybody. episode nineteen. Woo! Talia tortures an underwater death. Holy friend.
0: shit! So this is uh, season three, episode two.
1: Yes, it's getting very excited. It's, it's getting very excited. It's getting
0: very excited. Wow! wow. It's
1: already too late for me.
0: Amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, Joe. What do we think of these three chapters? What do some we think shit of them? goes down. We
0: get some. We get some background information. We uh re- uncover some tensions between a few select groups. We hear some lovely jokes between Dionysus and Nico. Very cute. Hell yeah. Lots of adorableness.
1: Oh, hell yeah.
0: Oh, we, you know, witness a nice little tiff between Talia and Percy, which I so wish could have... I honestly, I can't wait for the TV show to come out, and if I hope they do that scene and they try to express Percy and Talia's full power in a way. Because I always think that Percy's Oh yeah, we should preface,
1: um, we're doing chapters four to six of Titan's Curse.
0: Oh yeah, sorry guys, four, five, and six of the chapters we're reading, to- we've read, and that we're talking about today. Blah, blah, blah. anyway. But yeah, when they do the TV show, I'm really hoping that they, if they do this scene, that they show, because I've always think that Percy's power outweighs all the other demigods. Like, even, even other big three, like, he just outweighs all of them, just because he's amazing. Yeah, just his raw, unbridled power. Because you always find with other demigods is that they know that they have power and the power that they accept, they excel at. But they limit themselves in a way. Whereas Percy, instead of even trying to limit himself, he breaks through barriers to build more for himself. For example, when he was in Tartarus and he was like, the poison's coming towards me. Poison is liquid, I can control it. And so he says something inside him, he pressures himself, and then something inside him snaps, and all of a sudden he can control the liquid. He's always pushing himself to make himself better, whereas, for example, Talia holds herself back. Because, you say, her brother Jason can fly and summon lightning bolts and all this other stuff, Whereas Talia can't fly and that's because of her fear of heights. She holds herself back from accepting what she can do and even trying to claim it and excel at it. So she limits herself in her own way and in her own mind. And I feel that all the demigods do that on their own personal level and the ones that don't are too... They only are only parents of minor gods. The fact that Percy is one of the big three kids, and on top of that, he doesn't set himself limits. He doesn't put a cap on it. He, he you know, strives and pushes and really stretches himself to beyond breaking point um, when the time is necessary. Like, he only does it in life threatening situations um, and to protect himself or the people that he loves. He doesn't just do it for fun. But that's what makes him more powerful is that if you push him to a desperate point, he will push back even harder to survive and to make sure the people that he loves and cares about survives as well. Anyway, so if and when they film this, like, this part of the book, I really hope. That they can show... I mean, he's only, what, 14 at the moment? So he hasn't even scratched the surface of his abilities. But I hope they show him digging a little deeper into his unbridled rage and passion that he has inside him that powers his power. And so, you know, he's at his... Like, at that point, he was at his breaking point, which with Annabeth gone and Talia... You know undermining him and treating him like an imbecile and embarrassing him and threatening him in the company of all his peers and his friends and his you know like adopted family and so you know seeing him express and just let go come even stronger than anyone believed he could be oh I just would love to see that on TV and I would have I would have loved if Rick hadn't had anything interrupt that fight just so we could see who would win because at the moment talia is the more powerful because she's older and she has a better understanding of her power whereas percy's still in that beginning stage so it just would have been great to see you know the dynamic shift and change and you know what and you know also it would show how much percy has grown over the past couple years going to Camp Half-Blood and honing it on his on his strengths. which just would have been really cool to see.
1: So, um these three chapters, the first one's real short.
0: Real short, yeah, yeah. The middle one's longer than I thought it would be.
1: <laughs> see, but when I r- remember reading it, I read it a week ago, and it felt short it reading it, ago. and then the sixth one felt fucking long.
0: No, I was reading chapter
1: five and was like, whoa, <laughs> okay, all right. So, yeah, and then chapter six is, like, really long. I think it's fun to, when, because Rick tends to do the same thing that Marvel does, in that it matches the hero and the anti-hero, whoever, you know, or two sides of the fight. The same coin. Pretty evenly. Yeah. So, like, Percy versus Talia in Chapter 6 is fairly evenly matched, in the same way that Uh, in, like, say, WandaVision, Wanda versus Agnes is pretty evenly matched. Or, say,
0: in Civil War, when it was Tony against Chris. Chris? (laughs) Against Steve. (laughs) switched up acted a character <laughs> sorry <laughs> My bad.
1: so like that's fun and that'll be fun to get into as well which is really good so yeah well do you want to give us the recap for chapter four talia tortures new england
0: right when you said that made it sound like she tortured them with a, like a like a blade. She was like, "I will torture you for information," kind of thing.
1: We no. we haven't recapped the chapter yet, so maybe that's what happens. Okay,
0: let's go. Chapter four. We lead on from Artemis has called her brother. Her brother shows up in his hunk and ride, which happens to be Percy's favourite car, which he does say it, but I'm not really a car person and don't A Maserati
1: care. spider or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, it's a red convertible Maserati spider. Yeah, Maserati, not Maserati. 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 Sp- <laughs> Maserati. We're Australians. <laughs> spider. <laughs> and he was like, it's my favourite kind of car that I would ever want. Because you know. Which
1: begs the question, is Apollo actually driving a Maserati spider or does everybody see it as in what their, like, favorite car would be?
0: No, because he turns it into a bus. To yeah, feed all the
1: kids. But it could work in the same way that the mist works. Oh, just yes. showing that particular person what they want to see so everyone sees something different until Apollo wills them to see one particular thing.
0: Ah. It could be. That makes sense. Yeah, I like it. Same. Alright, Just
1: thought of that just then. Love it. So go, go right ahead.
0: Anyway, so Apollo comes to pick up the kids and Artemis, you know, clearly states Okay, Apollo, don't flirt with my hunters and he's like, oh, okay and then she's like, can you make a delivery like a McDonald's trip, like an Uber (laughs) driver can you I've never been to Uber driver he was like, can you drop these kids off a camp Apollo was more than willing, he's like, hell yeah I'll drop off your hunters and your camp kids uh, camp recruits and I'll drop them off
1: campers
0: (laughs) whatever (laughs) <laughs> anyway, because Artemis has instructed that her campers stay there until she, you know, has finished doing her own personal hunt, which is, you know, a single endeavour where she goes to find this almighty beast that is more monstrous than anything That's ever created. It's definitely
1: so scary. Yep,
0: yeah, and it's the one of the driving points for this book. Anyway, she so she instructed hunters to stay at camp, and so... Percy, Talia, Nico, and Grover accompany the Hunters with Apollo, and Apollo says, hell yeah, who wants to drive? Because he's a cool uncle and lets anybody do whatever they want. I'm not like the other moms. I'm a cool mom. I'm a cool mom. Anyway, and so, uh, you know, Nico volunteers. He says, no, you're too young. Grover volunteers. He says, no, don't have real feet. (laughs) Percy doesn't even bother volunteering because he just sweeps straight over him. Apollo then singles out Talia and says, boom, you're driving. And makes a very clear statement that she says, that he says, Talia, because she says, I don't know how old I am because I, you know, for the last few years I've been a tree. Yeah. And so she said, so he said, you're turning 16 in a week. And see, when he said those lines, he changed his tone and made it very clear that that's important that she know that she's turning
1: 16 in a week yeah
0: I wonder why that's so important oh isn't <gasps> oh it? it's prophecy? not like the whole
1: three hinges on that one fact uh, isn't
0: there a big prophecy that's about a 16 year old big three kid to, uh, deciding the fate of the universe what no crazy anyway <laughs> and so she goes alright I'll drive sort of she reluctantly gets in and then uh yeah they go for a joyride and we find out that she's a terrible driver <laughs> uh, She she's never had a lesson not really
1: one good. lesson. <laughs> Not
0: one lesson. Anyway, yeah. So just as they're driving, the whole the reason that chapter's called Tally Tortures New England is because she goes into a nosedive over New England, and because the chariot the car that they're in is the Sun Chariot. I'm doing air co- air bunnies right now the sun chariot. Anyway, so the faster you go, the hotter it is, and she's accelerating in a dive over New England, and she almost sets church on fire. Anyway, and then they eventually arrive safely at camp uh, after coming out of that nose dive, and then as they're leaving, uh, sorry, as Apollo is leaving and saying farewell to all the kids... He turns to Percy and says in a more serious note, he's been ignoring Percy basically this whole time because, you know, he doesn't want to look at him. I wonder why. Because of this last thing he says to Percy, watch out for those prophecies. And again, when he says this to Percy, he changes from his more bantery type tone to a very serious, very intense tone as a clear statement that, oh, would you look at that, is going to be a driving point for the book. <laughs> That's the recap for season four. Season four? Chapter four. Good job, (laughs) Joe.
1: What do you think about that, Kate?
0: About chapter four?
1: Yeah! Uh, yeah. (laughs) It's it's a thing. (laughs) Yeah. I don't really have any, like, specific mythology stuff to point out for this chapter. Yeah. I really only have mythology stuff to point out for chapter five, because we're not really into...
0: No, I mean, Any yeah. of, like,
1: the big info stuff yet, because they're not on the quest and they're not meeting new monsters, so, like, we've already met yeah, the new monsters. I mean, if monsters, you think about of-
0: it, we talk about how I waffle through these introductions of the chapters. Uh, chapter four and six are just waffling until we get to important information,
1: basically. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, the, uh, like I said, the only important little bits that we get is Talia, your birthday is next week and you're turning 16, and Percy watch out for those prophecies. That's it. Like, those are the important... Oh, and Tali's afraid of heights. Yeah. I mean, she's afraid of driving. That's what they're hinting (laughs) at. What? Crazy. Well,
1: yeah. So, like, chapter four starts off with they're all standing around waiting for Apollo and Grover is lasting after Artemis and Tali's (laughs) like, look, you're a satyr. You're all in love with Artemis because she's, like, super into hunting. And Grover's like, she's so down to earth. Literally. (laughs) She's such a
0: hippie I yeah. love it and Talia's
1: just in a super bad mood because Bianca's joined the hunters yeah, like she's just like, joined
0: half of our group is gone
1: yeah literally <laughs> Talia's just there like oh, we were left with the fucking young one well God.
0: <laughs> Well, she's both, she's like, we fucking lost Annabeth, we lost one of the recruits that we came to collect, on top of that, it was the girl, the oldest one, like, come on! Yeah. She's just not having a
1: good day. (laughs) Well, and then we get Apollo arriving, and uh, Artemis is like, oh god, finally, he's so lazy in winter, and I love this explanation for why the sun rises later in winter, I just love that Apollo's just like slacking off on his job because if he was like allowed three months a year where he slacks off well see this is the thing like if we're taking this (laughs) you know comment from artemis as truth then it means that for three months of the year he just decides to be bad at his job like so (laughs) she's saying that if he wasn't bad at his job for three months of the year we could just have like summer all year round which is like i'm not mad at that yeah, even though, and that means in summer
0: he tries really hard to do a good job. Well, you know how—at least for Australia—you <laughs> know how
1: we talked about in our Lightning Thief episodes. We were talking about Persephone and how she's the goddess of free time and the reason that we have the difference between winter and summer is because, because she's, she's down in the underworld or yeah. whatever. Maybe there's a part of Apollo that misses her around too, because yeah. she hangs out with the muses and he hangs out with the muses. So maybe like maybe when the she's muses like are his sad, he's sad.
0: Trainer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? Like you, like, you know
0: if, when you have a personal trainer, they send you, like, messages, and they constantly talk to you, and they're like, encourage you to exercise and, like, do your job, and no, so... No, I like, don't go to the gym. Like, it's an example game. And so, like, without, without his personal trainer, he's left to do this stuff all on his own, so he's like... No, I, I meant more boy. like...
1: No, I meant more like the muses are sad that their friend isn't there, so then, therefore, Apollo is sad because his friend's friends aren't there. Yeah. So... You know.
0: He's like the life of the party is not here.
1: Either that, or he's like, "Persephone gets to take a vacation. Why don't I get to take a yeah. vacation?" Yeah, <laughs>
0: he's like synchronized vacation.
1: <laughs> Let's make the world suffer for our benefit. <laughs> so, and then Apollo arrives, obviously in his, you know, sun chariot, aka sports car, and Artemis tells them all not to look, not until he parks, which is just funny. <laughs> but then I love that. I don't, I don't Percy's know. like Why I couldn't ha- because it's like you have to park the sun oh okay I
0: thought that was like an I thought there was a double entendre or something like that and no that like, I
1: don't get
0: it <laughs> the, the get sun
1: it he's park. literally riding the sun to work and he has to park it in order to riding it the sun is his work <laughs> I know it's only part of his work but you know but then Percy goes I couldn't help it I looked <laughs> <laughs> and then as soon as he looks he goes after he's you know admired the car he then admires the driver, and he goes, he looked about 17 or 18, and for a second I had the uneasy feeling it was Luke, my old enemy. I so uh, Luke's good looks are as good as Apollo's. I
0: know. So
1: Luke's not the only one... Uh, i Percy's, that too.
0: I Percy's think I, not the only
1: one in the series whose looks have been compared to a Greek god.
0: I think, I think I had... Yeah, I literally had a tag here that was just like, so is he sexually attracted to Apollo as well?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I saw this TikTok the other day. It might have even been on Instagram like just following through
0: yeah
1: or scrolling through all of the other Percy Jackson podcasts like insta stories but it was a TikTok of someone going Percy's gay like every single person he's ever had a crush on has been a guy it's, it's just Tampa it's Annabeth. <laughs> just Annabeth that is the outlier and so it was like, he's gay, the only reason that he's with Annabeth is because it's Annabeth. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the only reason, other like, than that, he's, he's gay.
0: Like, he built his love for her through her personality. Or just,
1: Annabeth herself is just so amazing that she defies all need to claim a certain aspect of sexuality. That's a better explanation. I yeah. did a bad job. <laughs> but yeah, so I just, like, loved that analogy, because, yeah, literally every person we ever get him fawning over is a guy, by Annabeth. Luke Apollo. Beckendorf.
0: Beckendorf. Yes, yeah, true that.
1: Probably even Connor and Travis. Like <laughs> Jason. <laughs> they
0: had a weird connection. Yeah, they had their like weird bromance. Weird. And, you know. He didn't like Frank. No. He's...
1: He didn't like Raina. And he didn't he's... like Clarice. God, who knows why? Didn't like Selena.
0: Yeah, and he's got daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Literally. I mean, all demigods have daddy issues. <laughs> Even the ones whose Goldie parent is their mother, they have daddy issues. Yeah. So oh, should just be the slogan. Things. Camp Half-Blood, where you have daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> where we work
0: through your daddy issues. <laughs> I also, also had a tag here, for which was like just mentioned underneath, where Apollo says, little sister. Yeah. And um, Artemis replies with, I'm fine, Apollo and, Apollo, and I'm not your little sister. And he says, hey... I was born first. Yeah, and I'm just remembering what you told me in our last. Artemis was
1: born first. Rick's got it wrong.
0: Yeah, I was going to say. I was like, either you got it wrong or Rick got it wrong. No,
1: Rick got it wrong. Yeah. She's the goddess of childbirth because she helped. Leo, deliver Right, Apollo. okay, cool. Because
0: like, I did mark that up, so I was like, yeah, you so you, you served
1: Yeah, know. no. So just another instance of, Rick, you fucked up. Uh,
0: uh, another instance of, Rick, do your research.
1: <laughs> Apollo is there like, so what's up? I, you got the girls with you, I can see. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just you guys need like, some tips on archery.
0: <laughs> I just love that you got your backup dancers. Yeah. <laughs> so you got your squad.
1: Let's <laughs> see how's it going. <laughs> I just love that. He's, before he even says anyone to greet anyone, he's like, says anything to greet anyone, he's like, guys, everyone shut up. Not I feel barking. a haiku coming on. <laughs> what is it in Monsters, Inc. that they're like, I feel a song coming on?
0: No, that's not Monsters, Inc.
1: Toy Story. Toy
0: Story, yeah. No, it's Wheezy.
1: <laughs> Wheezy
0: the penguin. Yeah. I swallowed my squeaker. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. And I also love but him.
1: then he gets the haiku wrong Yeah, he's the god of poetry. poetry. And he got the
0: haiku wrong. An idiot. And seriously Artemis points it out and he's like, Oh fuck, alright.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then when then he finally starts talking to all the demigods after his terrible, I mean immaculate haiku. <laughs> he um starts running through them and then he goes, Talia, I've heard all about you. Zeus's girl, yes, makes you my half sister. Used to be a tree, didn't you? Glad <laughs> like, you're back. I hate it when people turn into tre- when pretty girls turn into trees. Man, I remember one time and then i just cuts him off. But like pointing out the related like connection here, like, oh yeah, we're related this way, technically makes you my half-sister, and I'm like, Ugh! Yeah. No! We're not supposed to be talking about also, how the gods are related. Because he's also, like, what
0: seems like he's, like, flirting with her yeah, as well. It's so hard. it's like, ew,
1: stop it! But he's flirting with all of the <laughs> hunters <laughs> as well, which is, like, basically flirting with <laughs> Artemis's children. So it makes you all, like, flirting <laughs> with his nieces, <laughs> That's it. like
0: when um, Charles Boyle, you know, is just like, oh, hello, Gina, my half-sister. Hello, lover. He's <laughs> like, my former sister. Hello, oh. lover. No, my former lover. Hello, sister. And Gina's like...
1: How hey, do you say the things? Those things back to back. Our parents are together from uh, Mooshing <laughs> booties.
0: Yeah, my God. Hello, former. Oh, look, it's my Gina, my former lover. Hello. Our sister. sex made this happen. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, Mike's
1: on, buddy. <laughs> Same sort of vibes, guys. Literally, I'm forever going to imagine Apollo as Charles Ball now. <laughs> like that's just—it's just what's going to happen. So, here, that's Gina. a fun image I'm more than
0: just a piece of ass I <laughs> can't believe I was just briefly attracted to Boyle <gasps> ah! <laughs> New no phone, who is? <laughs> Gina,
1: you can't do that in person It's me, Charles <laughs> <laughs> It is a crying shame that she's not in the later seasons I know. This is the reason that the later seasons are not as good as the first few Absolutely It's a crying shame Seriously, I miss, was a fantastic part of the show. I miss Dance it. break! <laughs> <laughs> her
0: dead-end dead sarcasm is amazing. It is immaculate and unbeatable.
1: <laughs> King <Okay>, girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you get it, girl. Okay, meet you in the car, girl. <laughs> so, yeah. And then just on top of that, Zoe Nightshade speaking like she's from the frickin' 18th century. <laughs> yeah, literally.
1: And so then, why does thou
0: doth mother
1: know that you
0: weareth a drape? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So yeah, then Apollo's asking who wants to drive after Zoe's all basically butt hurt to Artemis going, why won't you bring me along, mum? I'm all enough to come with you. <laughs> like, I'm your favourite, right? <laughs> right? 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 <laughs> <laughs> after she's been told to stay. Stay.
0: Yeah.
1: Stay. <laughs> so then Artemis fucks off and Apollo asks who wants to drive now that Artemis, the you know, mood killer chaperone is gone. So he's like, alright, who's ready to have some fun? (laughs)
0: It's sort of like the, and the bitch is gone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The mood killer's gone. Yeah. (laughs) Let's have some fun. Uncle Apollo in the house. (laughs) So then Nico immediately starts asking so many questions and he's like, is this really the sun? This is so cool. I thought Helios and Selene were the sun and moon gods. How come sometimes it's them and sometimes it's you and Artemis? And then Apollo's just straight up, downsizing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the Romans started it, like, and they couldn't afford all their gods, and so they had to kick some out and we just, I don't know, the rent was really cheap, so we took up the sun and the moon.
0: See, and that's another thing, I have a question about that, and I didn't realise I did, but if it was the Romans who created the the ideology that Artemis and Apollo are the representation of sun and moon, why are they, why did the Greeks follow through? Because the Romans were after their time. So why are they in Greek... Known for being the sun and the moon. Like, being the, you know... Well,
1: they weren't. Helios and Selene were the sun and the moon. That's
0: what I mean. But, so, with them... I think it was when...
1: Because Helios and Selene are titans. So when the Titanomachy happened and they overthrew... The gods overthrew them. I think it was then that they took up the mantle and Ricks just gone, well, the Romans did it too. So... Okay. Because I don't think that they... Like, they still had these roles when they were, like, Artemis and Apollo still had these roles when they were, you know, at like the height of Greece. They've... Okay. But they just weren't their main roles.
0: Right, because I was just reading this, and, I, yeah, I mean, Apollo has too many roles. It's yeah, So like, does Artemis. I only know, like, three of her, but I... Childbirth
1: and hunting and protector of virgins. She's a virgin goddess. She's, you know, protector of children and is, you know, sacred animals, got, like, 17 things because she hunts them all. Yeah, they're all sacred. It's just, she's got a lot.
0: Yeah, but I just remember... And disease
1: and destruction and, you know.
0: Yeah, I just remember Apollo listing all of his, and he was like, and that's not even half of them, and I was like, fuck Well,
1: she and Apollo, he's got more titles, so the way that mm. you say all of his titles is longer than Artemis's, but they're like yin and yang.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, so they're just, you know, way too much on their plate. <laughs>
1: Literally. And no wonder he's late in winter <laughs> to bring that sun up.
0: And she's the killjoy, and he's, you know, the sunshine. Ha 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 pun. <laughs> He's the thing that brightens their day. Well
1: <laughs> yeah literally
0: so yeah but like that was just my point was that they blamed a, like I just had a had a question like they're blaming it on the Romans and why
1: <laughs> okay so as Nico is asking all these questions asking all these questions asking all these questions why are you asking
0: all these questions making
1: statements
0: <laughs> Uh
1: so as he's asking all, the, all these questions they've already piled into uh, the vehicle that Apollo has changed from the Maserati so he's turned it into a school bus well, my first thought was all oh, what magic school bus. Apollo is misfrizzled. <laughs> it's a but, good show. But the frizz? No way! <laughs> used to love pulling out that big ass TV. <laughs> Hell yeah. Primary school would have been a bitch with that frizz.
0: Yeah, on rainy days, pulling out that big ass TV and being like, which
1: magic school bus episode should we watch? <laughs> are travelling into the, you know, inner nervous system or are we going out of space? Uh, or being baked into a pie? Like, no, what's yeah, happening? Are we going to go see the dinosaurs? So, I mean, that's the end of the notes that I have for the chapter. But, yeah, we literally just get Talia being scared as hell to drive. And, I mean, we don't know, know why. It's because she's scared of heights and, uh, you know, whatever else. But <laughs> Percy's literally trying to backseat drive to her. And she's like, shut up! Shut, shut up! What are you not doing? Yeah, I'm doing! She's like, like, maybe ease up on the accelerator,
0: bitch. She's like, she's you're she's not like, my mom." She's like, fuck up, I'm in control. You're not my dad. Yeah, I also just wanted to point out that, so, she says, Apollo says your birthday's next week, and she's like, oh, that's my birthday, December 22nd, and so we're going to assume that it's, like, December 15th, or before that, right now. Like, that's the timing that they're in. So, shouldn't he be shopping for Christmas presents for Annabeth? And if so, can we discuss what do you think he would have got Annabeth for Christmas? Hmm. Or Grover, and, like, Annabeth and Grover. Like, what would he get Grover and what would he get Annabeth?
1: What maybe get Grover him? some, like, little charms to hang off his uh, reed pipes. Maybe. So maybe that for Grover. Maybe. For Annabeth.
0: Or would he get him a new to hat?
1: Well, he's seen that she's wearing owl earrings, so maybe he'd also... Is that yet,
0: or is that in the next book? And that's this one. It is this one? Yeah. Oh, oh yes, sorry, yeah, they're in the car and he did say yeah. that's the only thing that's changed. So
1: maybe he would get her, Other than her growing up <laughs> something also L centric? Yeah. Or maybe he'd like buy her like a new pen or something. But we're matching
0: Yeah, well I had I had a few ideas. And I just sort of went, okay. So, may like, if he was going to get her jewelry or something like that, would he get her, an, yeah, like an owl charm or something? Well, here like he already that? gives
1: her jewelry later.
0: Yeah, like, would he get her a charm for her her beaded necklace so that, hey, she carries the ring from her dad? Maybe she can carry something that represents our friendship. See, he our her,
1: friendship. I'm he does told. that later. He gives her a piece of red coral.
0: Yeah, it's cute as to hang on her. Oh, true. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So, so will take away from jewellery, then would he get her a book on architecture or, like, great monuments? It'd have to be one she could read. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, she She's would... still dyslexic, just She would
0: take the time. <laughs> but, like, but, like, yeah. Or maybe would he get her a trip to one of those places? Well, he and, can't afford that. And go like his He's mom, just a young boy. His mum would pay
1: for it. <laughs> his mum can't afford that. Sally's broke as shit. Look, they would go to go somewhere. All her money went to, you know, from selling Gabe went to night <laughs>
0: school <laughs> Silly game. such a funny statement
1: it all went to night school Joe.
0: okay so I'm gonna give then I'm gonna be like a book and she's gonna like on oh, architecture and stuff she's gonna be overjoyed about it
1: probably or maybe he was trying not to think about it too much maybe it was overstressing going well if I buy her this gift will she think that I like her oh my god she can't think that I like her she can't know <laughs> no
0: I have a feeling that he was like trying to be like oh I just want her to like like it And I wanted to be happy and I know. Or like he would just be. Walking around, and then one day he would spot something. Like he would like spot the book, and he'd be like, "Oh, that's something Annabeth would seriously love." And then I'm just, I'm just, my brain's being like his own personal flashback in this fan fiction that's in my head. Is that he would be like, "I can see her um, opening the book and sitting down and reading it, and then I can smell you, and then, and then talking at him about how she would apply this to her new world that she would create, or her own personal monument about how she would." maybe she'd be like, she'd find something in the book and she'd be like, oh, this is really good, I would add it to this and this is how I would recreate it or something like that, which is really cute. I just yeah. had a really cute and Percy's just sitting there like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just letting her talk but being, just like, being happy that she's happy with what she has. And, sorry, also, he would get Chiron
1: mittens. Not horse socks? Or new curlers for his tail? We'll get into that <laughs> later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I just, I just always imagined him giving him mittens. I don't know
1: why. <laughs> so anyway, Talia's flying the chariot and, you know, they're getting close to camp after almost killing everyone in Maine. Uh, they're getting close to camp and uh, she almost slams them into, oh no, she does slam them into the canoe lake. Yeah. Um, why didn't Percy help cushion that fall?
0: Because he wasn't thinking, he was panicking. He was like, you would all die, i would be fine.
1: <laughs> Sorry. He's still stressed about being struck down by Zeus. Because yeah. he's in the sky and was told never to go there again. And he's like, fuck, I can go, never go overseas.
0: Be like, I'm in the sun. It doesn't count. <laughs> They'll be soft. <laughs> the sun is always in the sky, because you've got the complexion of a snowman.
1: Whatever those are. <laughs> and that concludes chapter four, Joe. Yeah. Awesome. Let's get into chapter five, seeing as it's heavier than I thought it was.
0: Yeah. Okay. So chapter five, Apollo's fucked up. Well, it's not the
1: chapter is called, I place an Sorry. underwater phone call.
0: I place an underwater phone call. Oh, that's right. He talks to
1: Tyson. True. <laughs> <laughs> I saved it for the
0: recap. <laughs> okay, sorry. So, chapter five. Apollo's packed up and fucked off. He's not coming back. <laughs> I just packed but, up, sacked up. <laughs> he ain't coming back. Anyway. So, uh, Artemis' hunters, so the hunters of Artemis, however you want to say it, uh, decide to go and get settled while Grover stalks them like a crazy person. There, and Talia and Percy... Uh, heard Nico off to the big blue house the big house to go and see Chiron and Dionysus and be like hey look what we found (laughs) and present Nico and explain what happened while they they were on there so Nico once introduced uh, Nico has no idea who Chiron and Dionysus are at first glance then he goes and gets the orientation video and leaves the group so that Chiron, Dionysus, Talia, and Percy can sit and have a chat and talk about how the quest went to collect him in the first place. Yeah. And yeah. the yeah. conversation does not go well. <laughs> because. No. Chiron, of course, is devastated that Annabeth has gone missing now. Oh, he's alongside. like my child. Yeah. My pseudo
1: child. Yeah.
0: He's my adoptive child that I'm closer to than anybody else because you're so pushy and you hung out with me all the time, and so obviously yep. you made it. She deal.
1: basically forced her presence upon him. Yeah,
0: and he was like, alright, I guess we're best friends.
1: <laughs> you know what's funny? I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight to our best friends. <laughs>
0: New girl. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and so obviously here's three people who are devastated that Annabeth's gone, and basically Di- Mr. D's just gone. Yeah, oh, well, <laughs> and so obviously
1: Percy. I mean, upset. I understand that it's easier for him to deal with that kind of Debbie God loss without, like, if he just pretends he has no or starts to. Like, he, he, he calls them different names so that he doesn't create an attachment to them. Yeah. So that he's not disappointed when they leave. Because there's no way that you could be camp director seeing kids die day after day after day for a hundred years when you're, you know, resigned to this job for a hundred years. There's yeah. no way that you... Especially
0: a job you didn't choose. Yeah. And
1: so it's its own punishment to,
0: you know, having attachments to these lovely kids who are, you know...
1: It would 100% get you down if you decided to feel for every single kid that came through there. And, of course, and you're watching these kids... don't have
0: long lives, You're watching these kids pray and, you know, worship these parents, and basically they just want to be loved. And so he is making sure that he doesn't love them too hard because it's so sad when they go. Even his own kids, which is the sad part. Which, yeah, that's... That was really depressing. Dionysus doesn't nurture anyone's hurt feelings, instead just decides uh-huh. to dismiss them, and Percy's not happy about that. And instead and doesn't he doesn't get the response and solutions that he was hoping for. Dionysus says, Alright, let's cut ties and leave, you know, losses at loss and not, you know, lose any more campus trying to get this one back. And Percy's like, No, I will tear down the world for her. Uh, and he would, and that's why I love him. He's so wonderful. Anyway. Um, so, in his bursts of anger, he throws some mega insult at Dionysus and really tempts his uh, mortality yeah. <laughs> and sanity by speaking such words to Dionysus. But luckily, before he ha- Dionysus has time, Mr. D has time to react... Nico jumps out and cracks some amazing jokes. Kate, you want to elaborate on that?
1: Oh, just about <laughs> him. You're kicking the wine out. dude, yeah, <laughs> kicking out of every and Dinosaurs, is like, "What is this gnat? falling <laughs> around my head?" <laughs> <laughs> what are these words going out? It's so offensive. You like, sound like 300 I attack points. What? <laughs> Surely I'm more than 300. I'm the wine dude. <laughs> <laughs> I am the
0: god <laughs> Anyway, going on a rant.
1: Um,
0: yeah, so. After, yeah, once he does, this is distracted, Percy runs away before, you know, anything, you know, fatal happens to him. And then he goes into his cabin to go to sleep and he finds a new spring. A saltwater spring that his dad has given to him as a gift. And decides to call Tyson, who is down in the forges of... Poseidon's palace, creating weapons and fighting a war against
1: stirring forces. Well, at day he realises, and it's got a whole bunch of drachmas in it, he Mm. realises it's to keep in touch more with his friends and family, which is, like, a good thing that Poseidon's put in here because the reason that Luke has defected and so many demigods have defected from camp is because they don't feel like they have a support system basically and they don't feel feel like they have their parents on their side which is why they've turned against them and Poseidon's trying to make sure that that does not happen with Percy and that he has you know connections to everyone at camp his mum all his friends even outside camp you know and that he could you know get to Tyson if he needed like you know talk to Tyson if he needed to or that kind of thing So The small things that Poseidon's doing to keep Percy on his side. Not quite manipulation, but definitely, like, bribery? (laughs) But Um, in, like, a good place. Trying to come from a good place without being able to talk to him directly. Yeah. Because he's not allowed to.
0: Yeah. It's, well, it's definitely him, it's definitely Poseidon at least showing he's, like, I know, he's at least acknowledging which it's sad that it's an achievement that being acknowledged by a parent (laughs) is an achievement oh my
1: god he knows I exist
0: yeah pretty much he's like oh he remembers that I'm around great Um, and you know he wants me to feel connected but that's sadly that's the most really ever does I mean every now and then he sends him the brace yourself (laughs) but uh Yeah. yeah so it was a nice gesture and it does work And he calls Tyson, and Tyson yeah informs him of the gossip that's happening down in Poseidon's palace. Down under the sea, (laughs) under the sea, darling, it's better down where it's it's wetter. Take it from me. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, so old old Titans and other godly, another powerful forces, immortal forces of the sea are awakening alongside kronos and uh yeah. challenging yeah. poseidon in his domain yeah and so tyson's working double time to produce weapons to yeah. fight the enemies
1: that are trying to destroy his palace mm. and his, his daddy's home Daddy. did he say that those sea gods were trying to usurp poseidon is that what he said well, he said... Because I've got some things to say about those sea gods.
0: Well, he said the sea
1: gods are protecting Luke's boat, the Princess Andromeda. Right. Protecting... I thought he said spirits were protecting Luke's boat, and that's why Poseidon couldn't get to it. Something
0: on the side of not Poseidon's sea god... So another sea entity is sending its forces to protect Princess Andromeda because it's on the same because they're on the same battle side as Kronos instead of the gods. See, but that doesn't make
1: sense, because... Doesn't it? No, the gods who... It doesn't make sense to me, I'm about to tell you why, and I'll go right. into it later. It's because the two gods that Tyson name-drops were not on the side of the Titans in the original Titan War.
0: Okay. Well, we, uh, we will go into that in a minute when I'm done recapping. Yeah, okay,
1: go right ahead. Anyway.
0: Yep, so then after... Connecting with Tyson, he gets cut off and Percy sadly feels more alone than ever, which is a statement he pointed out. And I thought, well, wow, Simon, your gift was counterproductive. That's <laughs> alright, I guess. just has to use it more. <laughs> just has to get used to it. Anyway, and then he falls asleep and he has a dream that Annabeth goes and helps. And it's one of those dreams where Percy's like, this is a dream, but it's not a dream, it's a vision. And he can see Annabeth struggling up a hill um, and, being, uh, and then finding Luke about to be crushed by a collapsing um, cave or tunnel or something like that. Something's collapsing, yeah, and Annabelle holds yeah. it up all by herself, and it's a track Luke set for her, and yeah. she's calling out Luke. The reason she went and helped him in the first place is because Luke asked her for help, and mm-hmm. then as soon as she turns around and says it back as she's holding up this immense weight... And that's about to crush her. She calls out, help me. And he says, I'll oh, help us on the way. Help yourself. He says, help us on the way, but I can't do it. And then leaves her standing Yeah, because he's weak as shit. Yeah, and so Percy wakes up and goes, Luke, put Annabeth in danger. Again. Again. Why are you thought so that me? <laughs> and that's the end of chapter five.
1: Yeah. Fun times
0: so joke. <laughs> All right.
1: So yeah. I mean as soon as Wait. we get into camp when they first get there Zoe basically herds the hunters away and is like, I already know who Chiron is. Um, we'll be in our room. <laughs> that bitch like, can fuck off." <laughs> like the epitome of, she's like, um, I've already been here before. I've been here more times than you. Door slam. Uh. <laughs> so we've gotten to camp and after Zoe's gone, I'm going fuck off. Obviously, Bianca's gone with her. And now Percy is getting a little taste of what Bianca's had to deal with with Nico for the last 70-something years <laughs> because Nico immediately attaches Percy to himself and to his hip as his older brother, respective, you know, yeah. authority figure, kind of, because I guess he doesn't trust Talia's authority, authoritativeness, authority? Yeah, authority. He also idolises Percy. Well, yeah, that too. Um, but he's just attached himself to Percy. I'd like to think that it's because Percy just, I mean, like, Percy tried to help Nikon and Bianca the very first time when he was, you know, cornered by a Thorn. so yeah. there's that at least, but... He was I the first one
0: that, you know, approached him. So he was like, all right, you, you win.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, like, Nico's also witnessed Percy be out of his mind with grief over losing Annabeth, whereas Talia's reaction was to blow Get up angry. Percy. Yeah, Percy. And Nico was like, well, if Percy... Like, I could understand his thinking being like, well, if Percy didn't come after us, then no one would have come after us or we would have felt like no one so like yeah. at least he tried to do something is what Nico's feeling I feel and so yeah this before he's, he's
0: expressing yeah
1: before he's whisked away by Hermes campers he just basically sews himself to Percy and is like you'll be mine forever <laughs> which is true <laughs> yeah and so sorry spoiler he is his forever <laughs> <laughs> yeah. their best friend forever and so before he's, uh... Uh, yeah, I love
0: reading all fa- all these fan fictions. That's like Patsy's big brother, big brother troop <laughs> to Nico. Like especially when. It turns out, like, in the end, which is like, Nico doesn't want Percy to be the big brother anymore. Like, yeah. so originally here it's seen that Percy didn't want to be the big brother, Yeah. and then later on it's, you know, Nico doesn't want Percy to be the big brother anymore. And Percy's like, NO! YOU'RE MY love, little, LITTLE BRO!
1: The reluctant <laughs> parent becomes the, uh, expectant parent, I guess? Yeah. It's really cute and I
0: love reading fanfics about it and it's just like... Or the loving
1: child becomes rebellious <laughs> to each
0: other. It's just, you know, I just love it because it's like, no, everyone's afraid to, you know, go near Nico and whatever and then his person and you know, Nico of course is then in these fanfics and yeah, in in the real books as well, is that like Nico's now made this trait because he's supposed to be scary, he doesn't believe that anyone should be brave enough to be normal and hang out with him and then here comes percy in this family, and he's just like treats him like everybody else and you know but and even more than that he treats him like he treats grover and so percy's just like hanging out with him all the time asking stupid questions you know being like so you coming yeah <laughs> like, you're gonna come hang out at the beach and he goes like i don't think people would like that and he's like Okay. Yeah. So you coming?
1: <laughs> Just like ignoring me, like um, I'm not hearing a no.
0: <laughs> I'm hearing ex- I'm hearing half pitiful excuses. <laughs>
1: like so, coming. Yeah, and so then Percy's you know trying, trying to lead him. him towards the big house to watch the to meet Chiron and watch the, yeah, you know. Uh, what's it called? The the, the orientation welcoming video. yeah orientation video. Oh just funny. He goes so basically like it. if the hunters won't be there, then I'm all in. Fuck those bitches. <laughs> <laughs> they collectively made my sister abandon me, so <laughs> just just the statement, fuck those bitches, and then you know, yeets out of there. So the big house itself is decorated for Christmas and they walk walk in on Chiron and Mr. D playing a game of cards.
0: Poker. And <laughs>
1: I love the way that Mr D is dressed here, he's he's wearing an orange jumpsuit in a leopard a tracksuit, in a leopard print with violently purple shoes that's a reference to also violently orange, I'm assuming yes, but so just the orange jumpsuit caught me and I was like, oh my god, he's Vector from, <laughs> from Despicable Me because I'm also imagining Vector's bowl cut <laughs> and the big glasses and the big massive nose and just being like Vector Oh yeah <laughs> and magnitude I love it so much and so I will forever just imagine him as either Stanley Tucci or Vector from Despicable Me. That's That's it. He only has two moods Forever now, and I love it so much. Yeah. And then Nico bursts back in as Percy and Grover and not Grover, because Grover took Nico away, but as Percy and Chiron and Talia and Mr. D are talking about what went down at Westover Hall, then Nico bursts what back in What went down and in like, apartment 4 D. <laughs> yeah. As Mr. D is literally about to smite Percy. Nico comes in and goes, Oh my god, you're a real god! Yeah. But so the reason that Percy's blowing up at Mr. D is because he's like, Why don't you care about any of us? And Mr. D is like Bitch. I'ma tell you why. If I care about you, then I have to care about you when you die, and that's gonna hurt me in the long run. It's easier not to care. Obviously it's easier to be a bitch than to be caring, but you know. And so. see,
0: and this is where most of the gods are misunderstood, is that sorry, I shouldn't say most, but where some of the gods are misunderstood towards their, you know, standoffish presence with demigods, is that they don't wanna form attachments because they're immortal and and even if these demigods don't die tragically, they still die someday, and then yeah. they have to live their
1: life. And it usually someday in the near them. future because they don't really live past twenty. Not really. Which is why it's Except so. Except Abraham Lincoln. Well, which is why it's so unbelievable to me that Rick keeps pulling up all of these fucking demigods in mortal history and going, "Oh yeah, they invented this," and "Oh yeah, they were like super important in this one," "Oh yeah, they were like super important to the creation of McDonald's," and I'm like, "No, you've." canonically set up that they die when they're like in their teen years and then you're going to tell me that all of these famous people are also demigods no
0: well he did say that he was like but if you make it past your teen years you usually turn out famous <laughs> and i was like all right <laughs> i hate that i hate it, it's so stupid well they well he said they usually turn out to be um so that changed society in a mon- in like in a public way rolling like my eyes so hard anyway yeah and so, like, there are plenty of gods that do adore the demigods and the children. I'm, and I'm gonna say Apollo. Apollo <laughs> is definitely one of them, and he loves demigods. But
1: he's also like Ares, um, loves to use them. Yeah. Aphrodite loves them. She's like, yes, fall in love and then break someone's <laughs> heart But like,
0: you know what? It's I mean, the light of passage. I mean, actually loves like the cat, the people that they are. Yeah, I
1: fully. Yeah, Apollo's probably the only
0: one. uh, Apollo, definitely. I think it's one. Um, And, you know, the way that he expresses it's through over dramatic and, you know, almost in, like, seeming like he's making fun of the fact that they're gone and being extra. Flamboyant about it that hides his real pain that they actually with the ones that he connected with the fact that they actually died. Yeah. Um, so although they they've gone on and they died or whatever, it doesn't matter. But yeah. So just the misinterpretation of. The gods and how much they loved demigods. But yeah, so
1: then Dionysus is like, "How dare you tell me how to feel about demigods when you're not the one who has to watch them die year after year after year?" And as he's about to smite Percy, Nico jumps in and goes, "Oh my god, you're a god, you're real! Oh my god!" And like asking so just many questions, fangirling. just rapid fire fangirling at Dionysus, and he's both shocked and offended and impressed all at the same time. And he's <laughs> and like,
0: he's like intrigued. Right, he's like,
1: he's curious but like, what yeah. is this attack? What, what what is this game? Literally, so he's like
0: he's like it's indignant also, it's about it. just
1: really funny because Nico's Italian and I'm just like imagining him buzzing around <laughs> <laughs> like hands waving being very like loud with his hey, hey, hey. no no just being like very loud with his body yeah. rather than his actual words and just being like overall a ball of excitement and being like very expressive and Missy just not knowing what to do with Aww,
0: that I'm just saying it's so cute I love Nico. I also
1: have that image in my head because I've seen a lot of things about Rip to that Nico. R.I.P. to that Nico. Well, okay, he's not completely gone because this is the image that I have of him. Because I've seen so many memes and so many drawings of him in the underworld running after Hades and Hades having his hands over his ears while Nico just like gestures in Italian (laughs) aggressively behind him. Obviously berating him and yelling at Hades about something being like, listen to me, I'm your tiny
0: Italian son. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, it's your fault you made me. (laughs) You made me
1: what I am. And Hades is like, fucking hell! I regret it every day. You're like, your mother was not like this. And so then, that's... I am what you made me. (laughs) What's that from? It's from Friends, where Joey has to do the audition for the bathroom. I I want to, but I can't. I need to go right now. Let it out. You're finished. You did it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. 20. Then Chiron basically shoes them out of you know the games room before he's Mr. like, and, Quick, quick bolt! Yeah, he's like, "This is your chance, run!" So they do, and then
0: oh shit, girl, you better run. Talia <laughs> <liking all>
1: fire. <laughs> starts telling Percy her life story with her mom, and oh, that's right. you know what's wrong with her mom, and she was on the run for two years with Luke before finding out Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought it was like. A small amount of time. So now I'm flashing back to last season when we were going through Sea of Monsters going, how do they have all of this time and like money to set up all these safe houses? They had two years. This is how.
0: And that's what I mean. Well, well, that's also another point where it's like, Talia and Luke were a thing. And like, they liked it. And that's another thing. Um, Talia points out, she's like, man, Apollo is hot. (laughs) And Percy explicitly said he's like, Apollo looks like Luke. (laughs) So obviously Talia thinks Luke is thinks that Luke is hot which who doesn't I mean come on
1: <laughs> the face scar that does it <laughs> makes him seem edgy it's because he is edgy <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking evil he's literally on edge
0: <laughs> 20, on the it? edge of insanity <laughs> and glory I mean he's right on the edge and then he just falls off the other side anyway but yeah and so they, they've obviously built this connection underneath and so they became like you know Sibling slash older parent like parents to Annabeth when they found her. Yeah. And so they already had this After
1: Talia's run away from her alcoholic mother.
0: Yeah. Who
1: died in a car crash a few years later. Oh, yeah. I mean, Talia wasn't there for that, but. No, sorry. She, yeah. She, she was a tree while well, I was there. Like, okay. She
0: ran away from our, our, her alcoholic mother
1: after she watched her abandon her baby in a Which is not said here because obviously Rick did not have the idea and mm-hmm. the will or the maybe wasn't even allowed to plant seeds if he even had them before Heres yeah Olympus, so um it is a storyline that does he slotted the Jason storyline into <laughs> Talia's he slotted that in well like that's one compliment that I will give to Olipus. that's the only one you'll ever hear from me actually yeah. that's true I have a lot of compliments to give to Son of Adeptune, Mark Mathena and House of Hedges because immaculate yeah. But Lost Hero and Blood of Olympus I have no time for. No. We're gonna skip those books and just read along uh, too. I,
0: I just like reading um Raina and Nico. That's no. it. Nah, I'll have none of it. Just because I liked hearing why Raina was so cranky. <laughs> like and like finding out that no, she's not cranky, she's just super insecure. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I love it.
1: Yeah. But then so after Talia tells Percy that she um walks away into the distance and Percy can already see the tension between hunters and campers around camp as one of the hunters fights with an Aries camper over a basketball and he almost sticks over the sword (laughs) I was like Jesus so he's we're already you know planting little seeds (laughs) like what we don't like these intruders
0: well by the sounds of it they sound like assholes (laughs) well
1: yeah they showed up from day minute one and were like we're gonna hate it here Well, on
0: top. Well, it's sort of like when
1: you're. Also, how big is Artemis's cabin to fit them all, or are they like bunks on bunks on bunks on bunks? I
0: feel like the cabins are magical and they expand. Yeah, maybe when more people show up.
1: Marryberry.
0: Like that's just a personal idea.
1: They're like, sure. No, but
0: see, the Hunters of Artemis entering Camp Half-Blood and then taking over is the same sort of vibe of like when your cousin comes over that you don't really like. And they come and they sleep in your. they like they sleep in your bed without asking, and they kick all your stuff around, and they go through it, and they you know take things that are precious to you and don't look after
1: them well. Save I'm sorry. Have life. you had a cousin that's done that? No. Oh, okay. Sort of vibes. <laughs> oh yeah, we forgot to say that Chiron's announced a uh, when they first got to camp. Chiron announced that he, well when you know they got into the games room and they t- told him that the hunters were there, he was like oh we'll have to have a capture the flag game oh the hunters are here oh we'll have to play capture the flag and they'll win again because they've got a hundred year streak <laughs> so yeah then Percy goes back to good old Cabin 3 and has his little meeting with Tyson so when he's talking to Tyson in the Saltwater Spring the two names that Tyson drops are Aegis and Oceanus Or Oceanus? I was wrong. Did I say
0: Oceanus?
1: I was wrong in what I said before when you were going on about, uh, you know, them protecting Luke's ship. Only. So, of the two, one of them did not support the Titans in the Titan War, the other one did. Which one didn't? So, Oceanus did not. Damn it! Aegeus did. So, Aegeus was a river god. He was the the most. Aegeus
0: did or didn't support Titans? Did. Did support. Yes. Okay, then yay!
1: Oceanus. Uh, so Aegeus was the main river god. He was like the big big bob the big bob, the big one. Yeah. The one with and the horse.
0: Were they out of the cornucopia?
1: No, that's Atlas. Okay. So sometimes there's not a lot of information about him, but sometimes he was confused with Aegean, who was the god of storms in the Agency, and oh no, Aegean was the ally of the Titans in the Titan War, and his name was it meant goatish. So there's, like, literally not enough to say about Aegis. He was literally just a river god. Oh, okay. But Oceanus, he was the primordial titan god of the earth-encircling river, a.k.a. all of the ocean water.
0: Yeah, salt water. And,
1: yeah, as well as rivers, wells, springs, and rain clouds. And he was the god who regulated uh, which bodies rose from earth to heaven. So he was basically, like, the gatekeeper of, like, you know... Ah. Is you know how when you like watch horrible histories and the guy dresses up as uh the Stupid
0: Death stupid yeah. death they're fun <laughs> because they're true. Yes.
1: <laughs> when he dresses up as the what am I thinking, Grim Reaper? Grim Reaper. Yes. Reaper. I just said Grim Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> He's he so Oceanus is basically Grim Reaper, going you get or well, in the horrible histories context going yeah. you get to go through, you don't. Tell
0: so, me a good
1: story. Oceanus was married to uh Tethys and they basically were so fertile that they then had to get divorced because they were just giving birth to too many Whoa. oceanids and too many, Getting like, with elements of nature that cause floods and all kinds of natural disasters. So, so basically, they were going to flood the world. Yeah, everyone was like, you need so to break up before we all drown. And they were like, too I love you, kids. okay, bye. <laughs> what is too powerful, kids? Yeah, literally. So uh, they... The both of them, the couple, were not involved in the war against Zeus, the original war. So, because of that, Zeus let them continue being gods in the water. (laughs) No, 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 he let them continue their reign underwater as long as it didn't interfere with Poseidon. And so, that's why when, you know, you were saying before that Typhon's going, well, they're trying to challenge him, that that didn't make any sense to me because Zeus literally did them a favour, or not did them a favour, but just like... You know, less them a lot. And yeah, basically. Like, and so it just didn't, doesn't make sense to me that they would not side with Cronus the first time, but like they would now. Doesn't make sense. So yeah, because he uh, Oceanus was the son of Uranus, which was Cronus's father, also. So literally Cronus's brother here. Yeah. And he's like, no thanks. This is Christmas dinner that I could do without. You know. <laughs> yeah. No more family gatherings. Thanks. So there are some myths that say that Oceanus was identical to Ophion. And Ophion was an elder titan from Orthic myth who ruled over heaven. Uh, but then he was wrestled and cast into the ocean by Kronos. And then that's where people think uh, Oceanus came from. Just, you know, Ophion changing his personality and his name to be a god of the sea instead of god of the heavens. Or titan, I should say. So yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's all I have to say about him. But okay, so Titan just says they're old sea spirits making trouble. And Percy says he kind of knows what Tyson's talking about. Uh, The Immortals who ruled the oceans before or back in the days of the Titans before the Olympians took over. Uh, And the fact that they're back now with Kronos gaining strength isn't good. And then Tyson says they're arming the mermaids we need a thousand more swords by tomorrow. And then he says old spirits are protecting the boat. So he doesn't specify whether the old spirits are the old spirits he was talking about before or whether they're two separate things. So I would like to believe that they're two separate things because it doesn't make sense for them to protect Luke mm. in this instance. Like, yeah. But if it is them, like, I'm just going to put it down to Rixit. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. So, fun things, fun things. And then oh, <laughs> he wants to see if Annabeth is there. And Percy's uh. like, she's, I mean, she's not here right now. Still, he was like, know, say hello, holding out hope. And Tyson's like, okay, well, when you see her next, say hello from me. And Percy's like, <gasps> Okay. <laughs> I'm just crying. and then, In emo. <laughs> yeah, and then the phone call ends, basically. And yeah, the dream happens and she's uh, holding up the sky for Luke. She's and maniac, I just had a little note. Come you know how the at the world. very end, and Percy and Annabeth end up with grey streaks in their hair from having... Held, held up the sky, yeah. Held up the building that's crashing down upon Earth. Sorry, Annabeth. building that's crashing down. Does that mean Luke also has the grey streak? No, he didn't hold it up. It wasn't, but isn't that how Annabeth took it from him?
0: No, it was something, Was he was injured, it was about to crush him.
1: Yeah, that means he was holding it, because that's how you trapped, only one person can hold it at a time. Right. That's how he trapped Annabeth, because that's how Atlas trapped Artemis. Yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't say Atlas. Oh, yeah. oh, that's the how, general. that's how, yeah, no, yep, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> something bad happens to someone else from the same tactic we're a spoiler podcast I mean and that's how they trapped Atlas under it in the first place yeah. because they were like catch <laughs> <laughs> and he was like oh fuck everyone's gonna die but I don't catch it including me <laughs> so yeah that's pretty much the end of chapter 5 with Percy sitting upright after you know going Annabeth's in danger and then he's like breathing heavy and going oh, I need to talk to Chiron and that's the end of the chapter and so then we get into chapter six. An old dead friend comes to visit Joe. Late on me. All
0: right. So chapters, ch- chapter chapter yeah. chapter six. Yes. After Percy said his dream um, slash nightmare about um, about safety and concern, he runs off. Runs off. He just goes and confides in Grover and tells him all his worries. He's going to go tell Talia. Oh, he's going to tell Talia about two after not getting sufficient.
1: Assistance,
0: assistance, support, answers from Grover.
1: Yeah, any kind
0: of productive, you know, discussion. Nothing happened with Grover. Grover was just there, like, oh, bummer. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Literally, it was like Grover more like worried about his oldest friend at camp Mm. who trusts him the most, probably.
0: Anyway, and so he was going to go tell Talia, but he didn't want to get yelled at, so he was like, "No, nah, fuck that. And he was going to go tell Chiron, but he was like, nah, Chiron's not real with me, so not going to bother.
1: But didn't he go to see Chiron anyway, and that's when Zoe showed up at the same
0: time? No. While he's talking to Grover, oh, to that's Grover. when Grover uh, admits that he's been uh, kind of stalking in a really creepy way. Just uh, sleeping outside the Artemis cabin, yeah. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is uh, really creepy to watch the hunters look after them is what he said <laughs> anyway and at the same time that yeah in the middle of the night while percy was having his dream about annabeth uh, moments later zoe had a dream about artemis that said Artemis and finished it off dramatically while talking to chiron about it saying how are we supposed to listen to art because zoe wants to go and find her Wow. And Karen says, "Artemis told you to stay put." And Zoe's dramatic response is, "How are we supposed to follow a lost god or something like? Oh, yeah. follow our follow a god when she is lost?" Yeah. And so Grover tells this to it's a very compelling
1: in. argument. Like it makes a lot of sense. Yes.
0: Uh, Yes, Grover tells this to Percy, and Percy goes, well, you've just made more questions instead of answers. Thank you. Thank you, Grover. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he doesn't go and talk to Chiron because he doesn't believe Chiron will tell him the truth. And he feels like this... Oh, I wonder
1: why he thinks that way. Yeah. Having been lied to by Chiron for literally years. Oh,
0: he's bang on, right? Oh, my God.
1: He's had the nail on the fucking head.
0: He's absolutely right. Anyway... So he decides to go and consult in the oracle without permission, and the so he goes up into the attic, and the oracle's like, Dom. yeah, <laughs> gives him the si- and the oracle gives him the stink eye and silent treatment until literally the stink. <laughs> uh, but before he leaves, it's really cute. Um, he spots the scarf of Aphrodite yeah. that Annabeth took from him when they were at um, the through a love. So cute that she kept it. as oh, a here anyway and then so after being creeped out in the attic per, and having none of his questions answered Percy leaves and then spends the rest of the day moping about his lack of fortune when it comes to yep, uh, yep things yep. to do so then capture the then it gets to capture the flag and Talia and Percy are co-captains. I'm um, doing bunny ears because Talia's just running the show and undermining everything Percy has to say. Yeah. And so they decide to... Uh, they, Talia decides that she's going to be the offense and Percy's going to be the defense. And so that arguments don't start, Percy decides to just go along with it. And then... During Perch of the Flag, Percy sees a golden opportunity, as he calls it, and leaves his formation to get the flag. And he almost makes it across the line. It just happens to be that Zoe can run faster than Percy can. Yeah. Yeah. So then Annabeth, in her frustration and embarrassment that they lost again to the, what is it, the 537th time? Something ridiculous uh, time in a row that the hunters have beaten the camp at capture the flag and they get into an argument and ooh tensions are high and who's the big three who like who is the more powerful demigod sort of question arises and Talia shoots like sorry Talia pushes him and she has an accidental habit of shocking people just, you know, when she touches them and so he gets flung back like he stumbles and falls back because she shocks him. Yeah. And then so she's in the middle of apologising and actually feels proper remorse and she goes, oh I didn't mean to do that I can't, she's in the middle of saying I didn't mean to do that, I can't control it sometimes, I'm sorry Percy. And Percy's not listening, he's gone full red eyes, red rage, and he's just gone up and petty slapped Water at her, and yeah. so she's gone. All right, it's fucking on. I was in the middle of apologizing to you, and you didn't give a shit. And so she f- gets full on lightning and shoots him with an actual bolt of lightning. Yeah. And then Percy just gets
1: up like nothing's He's wrong. just like on fire.
0: Like for a sec. he gets shot back a couple feet, and then he just stands up, and then he summons the entire lake gallons and gallons and gallons of water and is literally about to knock this bitch the fuck out. And then he gets distracted and loses his concentration. Oh, and here comes the oracle. The oracle, who has never moved ever um, since she's become a mummy, (laughs) is now walking towards them, shrouded in mist, into the middle of the forest. And she looks at Percy for a good, I would say... One to three seconds, so a very clear, distinct looks at Percy and then turns to Zoe Nightshade, leader of the hunters, and says, Ask, speaker, for your future or whatever it is. So
1: basically, the oracle eavesdropped out the window when Zoe came to the big house and then decided, Oh, yeah, she right. probably.
0: She says, uh, Sorry, the oracle says, Approach, seeker, and ask. So Zoe steps forward and says, What must I do to help my goddess? And the oracle pops out a prophecy that goes like this. Five shall go west to the goddess in chains. One shall be lost in a land without rain. The bane of Olympus shows the trail. Campers and the hunters combined prevail. The titans cursed must one withstand and one shall perish by a parent's hand. That's the prophecy that and comes and Zoe's out.
1: like fully white at, see, at hearing that.
0: And then the and then once the once the prophecy's out and everyone has heard it, the oracle just like pops a squat and doesn't move,
1: and that's the end of the chapter. <laughs> Decides to make the forest her new home. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, like <laughs> finding her for a quest <laughs> and for a. is <laughs> yeah, gonna be real fucking hard from now on. <laughs> she's like, oh, this
0: is nice. <laughs> she's like, and so that's chapter six. So it's really more of an action-packed chapter, or at least. So the, like, there's a few bits where they talk about Artemis is lost and the prop like spouting of the prophecy itself. Those are the real, you know, yeah. talking worthy parts. Of yeah. like, sorry, relevant. Like talking yes, about actually yeah, yeah. elaborating on the storyline and building undergrowth character, like mm-hmm. uh, undergrowth storyline for this particular book. Uh, everything else is really just fun. <laughs> so it's you know percy being a sulky teenager and you know his testosterone and rage flying everywhere and talia's you know so built up emotions so like her loss of annabeth and her frustration and the fact that you know she's been a tree for 14 years not 14 14 years how many years she's been a tree for like five yeah five years and now you know she's gonna be 16 soon and she's like, what the actual hell? (laughs) She's just confused all the time. So it's just her letting, and she feels like nobody understands her and so it's her, you know, letting out, letting off some steam. Yeah, that's pretty much what the rest of the chapter is about.
1: (laughs) And Chiron does nothing. He literally does nothing.
0: He's so fucking useless. He's the
1: CEO of just Standing there and going, literally. Hat, hat, know, hat, the
0: hat. best he does to try and break up this argument between Tyler and Percy is go, come on, guys. <laughs> that's, that's, he's literally got the
1: attitude of, eh, kids will be kids. Yeah, literally. It's like, both of these kids have more power than you. <laughs> um, they'll kill each other if you're not careful. <laughs> like... Is anyone forgetting that they'll either be best friends or worst enemies? Yeah. That Annabeth said, and Annabeth knows both of them pretty well. I would say. But yeah, if we're going to go back to the very start it, of this chapter, was... when Percy goes to find Grover, and Grover's just waiting outside the big house, and tells him when, uh, you know, everything happened when Zoe came, and Percy's like, why did you know? Like, how did you know that Zoe came? And he's like, I might have been watching the Artemis cabin. Just like watching over making sure nobody, like, went in. Stalker, extreme, uh, ex- extreme, in extraordinary. extraordinaire, Extraordinaire. extraordinary. thank you.
0: And Very good says,
1: So he says Zoe came out to talk to Chiron and Chiron came out with curlers in her tail in his tail and Percy's just immediately sidetracked, I love the ADHD, immediately sidetracked by the image of Chiron, <laughs> just like him imagining Chiron with curlers in his tail going, He was curlers in his tail and Gray was like, Friggin I said that. I should not have told you that <laughs> Pulling a full Hagrid, and I love it so much.
0: <laughs> I've never understood the concept of sleeping with big curlers in your hair.
1: No, but see... Is image... you're supposed to put your head on the pillow? That the image that sad. I had in my head of curlers in your tail is, you know, in Aladdin, when Abu is turned into all of those different animals, one after the other, after the other, after the other? He turns yeah. into, like, the shiny... You know, a horse with the flouncy mane and flouncy curly yeah. tail. Is that um, what you pictured? <laughs> yes! <laughs> that's what I pictured because they also have those horses leading, uh, you know, Aladdin's procession mm. or like as yeah. part of the procession, and Blade that's literally just what I thought. Yeah, Ollie. literally. And so, like, that kind of pretentious, like, frumpy, not frumpy, but like, hoity toity, flouncy looking horse <laughs> is what I imagined Chiron to look like, but with like a human head as well, you know, like Entel.
0: <laughs> with around. a human head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but just like ugh, yeah that's what i thought of <laughs> it was brilliant. so yeah. yeah
0: so we've got the questions obviously about how is artemis lost and that's what i mean when we talk about zoe being well like, then okay but what does she mean by she's lost well as in like she's lost her way or, she- or zoe herself has lost the vision of artemis or has Artemis literally called out, "All is lost," or "I am lost"? Well, in Percy her asks dream. that
1: same question, and then Grover says, "No, I don't. Th- I think she meant gone, taken, or kidnapped." And Percy's like, "Kidnapped? How can you kidnap a god?" And then Grover says, "Well, it happened to Persephone. No, it did not. No, it did it's not, not. To Persephone. How dare you? But you could kidnap a god in the same way that you could trap a god. AKA,
0: just talk to Fasest. <sighs> He's great at it." That whole Persephone was kidnapped. That whole storyline was made up by Demeter because she was like I can't believe my daughter's dating a golf." so she was like <laughs> she was forced to do it whereas somebody's like I fucking love this dude
1: It's just a phase honey we need to break you out of it right now <laughs> but yeah so like th- I, that's what he that's what she means she's just using her vocabulary from does mother know <laughs> yeah so you know using words that had different meanings which is just fun because the English language changes all of the time and it's just so much fun and she
0: does say that she's like your English language changes too often
1: literally it's she the like, best
0: stick to a fucking story so yes she's lost she's been taken kidnapped
1: yeah and so obviously cause for concern for Zoe because that's her best friend and her, her and her leader and her you know parental figure. idol. <laughs> yeah well So, you know, of course she's worried about that, and so then Percy's like, Well, we okay, I'm gonna take that into account, but also I need to tell you about my chat with Tyson. Mm. So he tells Grover all about that.
0: Yeah, but I'm just wondering, did they greet with a mean high five?
1: (laughs) Oh, I thought you meant (laughs) like seriously, like a mean, like a rude high five. No, I I guess then.
0: So I mean, a crisp high five.
1: Yeah, and then Grover pulls out Annabeth's backpack. And goes, look, I think I know why the Hunters were there that why night he to help us. <laughs> to help us. And he's like, look, I think she was thinking of joining. And Percy, like, fully spirals at that realisation. He's like, no! He's my like, friend, what? And my lover. He's no. like, what? No more element? What? She's going to become a man hater? Percy literally <laughs> stares at the brochure and goes, I don't understand. <laughs> and Grover's like, um, well, it looks to me like she thought, like, she was thinking about joining. And You get one life! But then <laughs> That's the way the world works! But then the, the paragraph ends, and then the next one starts with Percy going, I'd like to say I took the news well. <laughs> <laughs> but the truth was I wanted to strangle the Hunters of Artemis, one eternal maiden at a time.
0: How <laughs> dare you take my support? Yeah.
1: Then he went to throw javelins to blow off some steam, and I'm like... <laughs> Nice. I'm now just picturing just him throwing travel- <laughs> I'm
0: just picturing him throwing javelins in angst.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but an Aries camper in charge chewed me out after I got distracted and threw the javelin at the target before he got out of the way. <laughs> I apologize for the hole in his pants, but he still sent me back in. <laughs> and then he went to go talk to Selena down at the stables, which is you know, so much fun. And then we get a little look at uh, Mr. Dean Argus feeding Peleus, the baby dragon, that's now guarding the Golden Fleece. So this is the first mention of the dragon guarding the Golden, the golden Fleece. And Peleus was also the name of the dragon guarding the... Uh, garden golden of apple? Yeah. That's why he's being mentioned... In this book, and also yeah. just because they needed to show they had a guardian. Yeah. For. So, you know, the Olympus Weekly newsletter has got around to the gods, so it's I'm been at least. Picturing a, like. A it's been at least a week for the gods because they've got that newsletter, they've I'm, got that newspaper. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just Chyron's picturing ad.
0: like like a really long, skinny dragon who like wraps his, himself I'm around the
1: trunk. I'm imagining the, the dragon from onward, like the pet one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what, what I'm imagining. imagining,
0: and I'm like. <laughs> like a little happy, like. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, okay.
1: <laughs> That will grow into, like, a, a big fuck-off you know?
0: But, like, as a baby, it's, like, yeah, yeah, hello. Yeah. <laughs> it's becoming friends with everyone as a baby, so he knows when he's an adult, our oh, friends.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so then, you know, he goes to Oracle, whatever, then we get into the, like, well, you've already said everything we need to say about him going to the Oracle, and then we get to the capture-the-flag game, and when it comes down to the Talia-Percy fight, this is... Fantastic! I went on a
0: tangent at the beginning. (laughs) It's
1: fantastic fucking writing. They matched so well. And it's just like the first glimpse that we have into why the gods weren't allowed, like why the big three weren't allowed to have children anymore because they fight with each other. Because, you know, they're always, Talia's taken up the role of, um, you know, authority figure. But Percy's like, dude, I'm right here. And so like both thinking that they should be in charge and you know, you know you're not better than me you'd be like yep. well, you're not better yep. than me you'd be like well i'm stronger than you no you're not strong but you're also not better than me then why are you acting like you're better than me yeah, yeah. so like i just you're contradicting yourself stupid i just love like that whole look at it and it's just it's like when people like i've seen a few comments on instagram and i think i've mentioned this on the podcast before of readers not knowing that there's a story that includes the children of it literally includes talia percy and nico going a little quest and because mm. there are countless readers who don't know that this story exists and i like, didn't know
0: that this story exists. yeah existed. and they're like
1: you're not you're like because i don't have missing the, the opportunity books. to put
0: it's like you know Marvel. the big
1: three kids into yeah literally if you don't stay to the end of the Credits and you're gonna miss something really important, which yeah. is frustrating. Like for Percy everyone. Jackson
0: is like Marvel, where you have to watch. There's like the main books, and then there's the little yeah. so there's the main. Like take it as an yeah. example, Percy Jackson and the Olympians is like Marvel Avengers. So like that set series. So it's the main series, and you follow it along because it's the big storyline. Yeah. But you see all the little side profile movies. Yeah. So the Captain America series, the Tony, the um, the Iron, the Tony Stark. <laughs> the yep. Iron Man series which the, he's in all
1: of them so the, the, Guardi- all the
0: Iron Man series Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor, like you have to watch and like Ant-Man and stuff. You have to watch all those side movies. To fully understand and follow along the Avengers yeah. movies, so same sort of thing with Percy Jackson. You have to read all the side stories.
1: Okay, so that's the know. case for the first like three or four that he wrote. Apart from that, all the ones that he writes like just willy nilly, those are you don't need to read those because they're like bad fan fiction. But for the wow. one for so the sort of Hades is the quest where Talia and Nico and Percy are all together, and then there's another one that's the Diary of Luke Castellan, and so it's. Luke going into their past while they're on the run and it's pretty insightful I'll say and yeah. it's it's pretty good and then there's an, I think there's one other one so these are all stories within Talia, Percy and Bob well they, they find Bob in the Talia, Percy Nico quest oh in the yeah, hey, sort of Hades, yeah. yes and then there's another one within the Demigod files that's like super important and then the only other short story that's like important and explains questions that are raised within Persujection and Olympians was actually written by uh, Hayley Riordan which is the series uh, the, which is the person that the series was written for mm. so Rick wrote these stories for his son and then his son has taken it upon himself to How old write. is son now? Oh, in his late 20s, I think. Okay. But yeah, so he's. Haley. also wrote a little short story, which actually is really good and probably better than all of Rick's short stories. So yeah, like that's. That story in particular that Haley wrote, uh, at least I think it was Haley. it was either Haley or Patrick, and he has two kids. And the story explains, like, the mist and how demigods can control the mist and, like, that kind of thing. And it's actually really good. And so that's pretty helpful to read. All the other ones are just, like, little side quests out of camp that, like, don't really amount to anything except maybe introducing Festus and maybe introducing beef at the table. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And so they're not, like, super important. Yeah. So if we go
0: back to Percy and Talia being the most matched Yeah. Um, at this moment, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it's at this moment. At this moment,
1: because Percy grows exponentially more, whereas you can make the argument that Talia loses most of her power because it's gone to artemis once she
0: yeah so at at the moment percy's main power is manipulating large bodies of water he excels more when it's salt water
1: yeah obviously Um,
0: he can breathe underwater and he can sword fight and of course you know battle strategies that he just has in his head anyway quick reflexes yada 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 all that stuff
1: yeah, Talia
0: yeah. has her special shield. She fights with a javelin, though, not a javelin. No, it's a like a spear, spear. not a I was going to say javelin. Sorry. It makes sense though she when you've got the
1: the shield because you yeah. do the spear beside the shield, so it makes sense.
0: Yeah, so she fights with a spear. And it's also
1: fun because Jason also fights with a spear. Yeah, and so she can summon lightning. Like, really effectively, too. <laughs> yeah, as
0: in, like, so, you know, Jason often talks about, he's like, I have a one lightning bolt a day limit. Whereas is like... Tali's Talia's like,
1: the limit does not exist. <laughs> yeah, Talia's
0: like, I'm gonna shoot him out as much as I want. Fuck you, Dad, you turned me into a tree.
1: Yeah, literally. was like,
0: you let me die, I'm gonna use all the bolts. <laughs> Other than summoning light, So, like, she can summon lightning from the sky, and people say that she can shock people yeah. when... Like, like, with static electricity. I can do
1: that. <laughs> yeah, but hers is like. <laughs> just give me some socks and some carpet to run. <laughs> I'll probably zap myself in the process, <laughs> too, but you know. <laughs> I'm
0: just like watching your hair, get booger. Just let <laughs> me like stand next to
1: a trampoline. <laughs>
0: yeah, anyway. <laughs> but hers are like dialed up to 11. Yeah, so she creates her own extra staticky electricity that she can yeah. shock people when they touch her skin. Or like, she can send minor shocks and she can summon lightning bolts. Yes. And she fights with a spear and a scary ass shield. Yes. And so, at that moment, those are their skill set.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's pretty even. Yes. Yeah. So, Talia's is more controlled burns, with... Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Whereas Percy's, like, mass wave.
0: Well, his is... um. Well, I think the, a good way to explain it is that, yes, Talia's is a controlled, constant humming. Yeah. And Percy's power, he erupts it like in a big wave and then he has to recede it all back and bring it, and build it up again. His is, they're both so it.
1: tied to each of their emotions, but Percy's mm. just looks so much more explosive than Talia. Talia's. Like, Talia's is literally, it looks like there's a plan to it. It's a malicious plan and mm. it's a vengeful plan, but Percy's is more retaliation and more explosive. How's it kind of a like malicious plan? Well, malicious but like antagonizing, whereas Percy's is literally and like that's probably coming from Talia thinking she's got like the older sister attitude or like the, you know, superiority attitude. Maybe she thinks that's something bit older. to prove. Well that too. Yeah. But it's like I I think it's coming from the I'm older than you. I should get the title of being the leader and whatever, and you should be listening to me because I'm older. And he's like, "Well, I'm more experienced," <laughs> which you know, it was probably not true. But cause well, she he, was older he's also but hurt
0: because he's like, "I've been Rushed, here longer yeah. than she has, and I made these connections yeah. first, and we've been friends for years, and yeah. all of a sudden, as soon as she shows up,
1: they just dismiss yeah. all of the." You know, like, and he's like, all of right. these people at camp were my friends for two years, whereas I realise you've been protecting them for five years as a tree, but it's not really the same thing, because it's a tree. And the tree's technically still there, so were you really protecting them, or was it the tree? <laughs> yeah, so like, that's where Percy's coming from, and that's why his power seems different in that way than hers does. Hers is more calculated. It's the same, yeah, yes, it's the same anger, just expressed I differently. I mean, she's also older
0: and more mature than she is. <laughs> like, well... well
1: she listens to Green Day she can't be that mature wow, babe, wow. she hates on Jesse McCartney she's obviously not mature <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's it's definitely they're both angry and they're both frustrated over the loss of both the game and Anameth and the they're Hunters being they're both humiliated there. Yeah. yeah and they're and both virus. acting like children in this moment they going, are children you <laughs> lost the flag no you lost the flag you
0: know blame game be like why didn't you do what I said why didn't you consider what I said yeah and then you know, obviously, if the situations were reversed, he would have been. You bet your fucking ass, Talia would have gone. Oh yeah. Be like, you practice what you preach, you fucking bitch. Yeah. I said, I'm, I'm imagining that's Percy's in a monologue. Yeah. No, I love Talia. I think Talia is great.
1: Can we also talk about? So Percy's the one to spot the Oracle first. Mm. Arguably, he's one of the only people who's seen the Oracle before, so he yeah. can you know knows what it is when it's coming. I Maybe mean, he sensed her. Maybe well, she sent out a,
0: like, warning signal for Percy to spot her first.
1: I think he, he was just si- in her line of sight, whereas everyone, like, tr- well, did, everyone yeah. was focused on the fight, whereas Percy's looking in one direction, Talia's looking in the other direction, everyone's just watching a tennis match, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and so he sees her over Talia's shoulder, and all the hunters are standing there like, this is going to be over soon? <laughs> all the hunters were laughing got at tea waiting for me. No. So... When the- I like
0: to think, though, in that fight scene is that, yeah, the hunters were, like, laughing at them and then Percy summoned this huge wave and their laughter, like, died down. <laughs> they were, like
1: okay. <laughs> Chill, bitch. <laughs> so, like, fuck,
0: alright.
1: It's just a game that we won, but still. <laughs> <laughs> that we won. <laughs> <laughs> but like, when the Oracle comes down, I want to talk about the prophecy because it's the first prophecy, prof- prophecy, prophecy oh, how long, how long, how long? that we've got that's like longer than four lines. Is it yeah. six or eight lines? Six. Six. So it's not quite double the old prophecies because now it's double the, you know, not double stakes, but double the You've got, I mean, you've got two groups here: campers versus hunters, which we've just seen at yes. the capture flag game. So, like, it would be interesting if it was eight lines instead of four. But even it just being six lines, like that little bit more, longer. yeah, a little bit longer, yeah. because there's more people involved in this quest, and so you need to have an outcome for each yeah. person. It's
0: like, and we need, it's, we need yeah. some more rules.
1: <laughs> it's uh, definitely an interesting take on this, and because it is more lines, you're in- you're introducing bigger stakes because there's more things that could go wrong and more misinterpretations to make and that kind of thing. And I really like that about this prophecy. That's what makes this book one of the good ones yeah. in the series. So this it's is really fun. It's going to be really fun to get into that. I forgot so, how good this book was. Yeah.
0: My brain was so focused on how good Sea of Monsters was that I forgot yeah. how good this one was. Yeah, And I, I forgot that it literally had... So your favourite person at the moment is... Thrill ride, I love. <laughs> my favorite Pez Bumma, is what we discussed last episode, which is them dancing together. Right, it's so cute. My favorite, yeah, absolute favorite.
1: My second favorite is Mountains and Helens, but you know, yeah, that
0: is cute too. Yeah. Uh, what's my second favorite? My second favorite is it's not even in the series. Um, it's or in, their
1: reunion in Mark of Athena. Yeah,
0: mine is uh, yeah. like it's a tie in Mark of Athena. Their reunion and Frank walking on on them sleeping <laughs> <laughs> down in the stables. He's like. Eyes! I found them. (laughs) He's like, oh my god, inappropriate touching. (laughs) Mom and dad were sleeping in the same bed. (laughs) He's like, he's like unsupervised interactions. What? Very cute. Literally.
1: So yeah, that is the end of episode 19, chapters 4 to 6 of Titans oh, First. Joe, yes. do you have anything to plug for us today?
0: Plug for us? So, I'll just plug my Insta, sure. Alright. Okay. So, if you guys want to talk and chat with me, or just, you know, see what I'm about. So, because I don't do much, I'll free to answer all your questions and queries if you have any for me. Follow me on Instagram. at <laughs> uh, joeymcd33, that's j-o-e-y dot m-c-d three three.
1: Yeah, if you want to follow the pod on Instagram, we are at damstackbarpod. Uh, and if you want to send us an email, we're damstackbarpod at outlook.com, which is super fun, and we love reading what all of you guys have to say about our episodes, which is really, really fun. And oh, yeah. you can leave us a rate and a review on whatever device or app you're listening to us on that'll really help us sort of feel out how people are starting to feel about our episodes because i feel like we've fallen into like a good groove here like we started off a bit rocky and it got a little bit iffy but we've kind of like
0: basically the whole first yeah we've (laughs) kind of found where where
1: we're working well so i mean i like that about us so that's where you can find the podcast and if you want to come and find me on instagram i'm at katie mack that's k-a-t-i-e M A C double K and on TikTok I am at Katie Mac K A T I E dot M A C triple K, Instagram oh uh, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr I am uh, at Fish Jesus that's F I S H J E Z U S which is super fun and it's a why are you Fish Jesus okay because Fish Jesus is didn't <laughs> to ask it's it's based on done it's nineteen based,
0: episodes and I'm like what it's is based
1: on Jesus? one Tumblr reaction to a scene from. Uh, Battle of the Labyrinth. So when we get to that scene, I will explain my Brilliant. my username. And if you know where the username is from, then just laugh with me because it's just funny. Okay. So that's the, the reason.
0: Again, I love being in the dark. Brutally. It's a
1: stu- it's a stupid reason, but I will get into it when we get to Battle of the Labyrinth. So super fun, and right. I feel like that's pretty much the end. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.